we carry a lot of fear inside us and keeping it really packaged up is quite an oppressive thing and it ties an awful lot of our energy up. So, you know, if we're going to be bold, brave, spiritual warriors, we're going to try and turn all of this stuff around and turn it into something supremely positive. And that takes courage. So, you know, take encouragement from what you've already done because it's brave. Especially those of you who know that you're carrying stuff that is, has really burdened you. And if you've come close to it, even though you might have felt yourself being somewhat overwhelmed by it, that's brave, you know. And finding that courage, you know, that gives us confidence. It's not easy what we're doing. Most people choose not to do it. The reason we struggle with it all our lives is because we don't feel we've got the courage to do it. So, I suppose what we could do is to go right to the heart of it and see what lies behind the deepest sort of fear that we're holding on to. Because at the end of the day, whatever else we might perceive our ego to be, a large part of it is a reflection of what we are afraid of. And if we can surmount those fears... We don't need those ideas anymore. Now, right at the bottom, in the deepest part of our psyche, there is a fear of our existential annihilation. There is a fear of what happens to me if I was to let go. There's a fear of what happens to me when I die. And these are absolute truths. We're going to die. And we don't know what's going to happen to us. And that's quite frightful. And we have to live our life with that fear. And essentially we have to pretend we don't have it. And get on as if we're never going to die. And that's okay. But it is infinitely more empowering. If we can absolutely embrace the truth that it's going to happen. It's life. It's part of it. And I can surmount my fear of it. That's not easy, but when we've done it, we're free. We're free. Whatever other spiritual bells and whistles you can hang on your life, the freedom of fear is the one thing that everybody wants to live with, to be free of that. Essentially, that's what brings us to the cushion. Somehow, at some level... Something inside us, something in our heart says, I've got to get to the bottom of this thing that's holding me back. And we want to be free of it. We just don't know how to get there. So far, I've given you the very raw task of turning into the ego and tasked you with trying to dismantle it. Trying to dismantle your whatever it is. Whatever it is, whatever it is you find there that you know you'd be better off without. Whether it is your greed and craving, whether it is your anger and aversion, your ill will, your jealousy, your pride, your stinginess, your lack of restraint, whether it is your willingness to harm yourself or others, whatever it is you find, you're tasked with the job of letting it go.
but you don't know what's going to happen when you do let go. Now that's quite a tricky place to be. And that's why so much fear is arising in you. I can't hang on to this anymore. This is creating so much misery for myself and others. But what if I let that go? Oh my goodness, that's even worse. Now we're in a sort of no-win situation, aren't we? So it's not until we get a glimpse of where we land when we do let go. It takes tremendous courage to let go without knowing where you're going. The truth is you aren't going to know where you're going until you've let go. But you can get a very good idea of it along the way. Which is why it's very important that our practice embodies two aspects. Apart from the aspect of training our mind so it's easier to live with, it's healthier. Spiritually, as far as our understanding, our awakening into what the predicament of life actually is, there is that aspect that looks at what is pulling me from behind, pushing me from behind, the, the suffering that I want to surmount. And the deep investigation into what it is that causes that suffering and the work to try and turn it around. But being pushed from behind by your suffering, not knowing where you're going, that can be quite tricky. Knowing that I've got to let this go, but not knowing where it's going to leave me, can be quite fraught. You know, in a way, you have to be completely at the end of your tether with your suffering to prompt yourself to completely let go. I can't cope anymore with my ego and what it's doing to me. I've got to let go. That happens sometimes. And those people find their grace by surrendering without knowing where they're going. The other part of our practice is to start to develop a relationship to get a glimpse of what remains when our ego passes. What remains when what we consider ourselves to be or have done becomes dismantled. Ultimately what might remain when we take our last breath. That's the other part of our spiritual investigation. And the doorway into that lies in that experience that you get a glimpse of when I ask you just to tune in for a moment and in that moment your mind has stopped. you get a sense that something is carrying this life when your grip upon it is let go. And that sense of yourself fades momentarily from the experience that you're in and you're still there or something's still there. And you realize that the knowing of it doesn't require your mind in the slightest. That it just is. 
as it just is. And there you are in the middle of it, fully immersed, fully awake. Wow, check that out. And it doesn't require any gripping or grasping or holding on to or worrying about what it might be. It simply is what it is. And it holds you effortlessly. That's the doorway. That moment where your mind fades, whatever it is that brings you to that moment, whether the teacher just somehow dials you in, or you are so absorbed in what you're doing that your mind stops, whatever it is, some knowing starts to arise in you in that moment that is beyond what you've been generating and playing with in your mind all this time. And out of that, gradually, over time, as our relationship with that experience matures, we start to recognize maybe not all of us in the same order and in the same way, but gradually reveals to us an absolute knowledge we are all connected. That this is a single process that we are immersed in. And it doesn't need the grip of my ideas of myself to uphold it. Slowly we start to recognize that that stillness that is supporting this, that I rest effortlessly and that everything is resting effortlessly and arising effortlessly out of all the time. It's not an empty stillness. That emptiness is not empty. Slowly, as our heart comes to land on that place, as our mind becomes more and more quiet, eventually as it fades, we realize we are not in an empty space. We are not vacuous. It is not end. It is not nothing. We realize it's love. And the most profound experience of it we could ever have imagined. And we realize that it's not directed at anything. It's not a love for. It's just love. And slowly, slowly, we start to realize, my goodness, behind all of that nonsense, that craziness, that madness that's been going on in my mind, trying to figure out what on earth I'm supposed to be doing with my life, behind all of that, there was always this extraordinary, unwavering, un fathomably deep love. And it's always been the ground of what you are. Not the ground of that saint sitting up on the mountain who spent 30 years in a cave figuring it all out. That it's always been the ground of all of you, every one of us. 
and that the only reason we got ourselves in such a muddle was because we forgot that. Or we didn't recognize it, or we didn't know. And then we understand. I get it. I get what the Buddha was trying to tell us. I get what Jesus recognized in his last moment. We don't know what we're doing. This mess that we've got ourselves into is because we didn't know that love. That is the very ground of our being. And that we thought that something greater than that or something else, to discover something personally about ourselves, was the reason for me being here. And so down that rabbit hole we went, trying to figure ourselves out as an individual. Complete this sense of separation, this sense of individuality, who I personally am, and all of those things which may be fascinating. But the further down the rabbit hole we got, trying to figure it all out for ourselves and eke out our position in this little world, the more separated from that love that connects us, we became. And the further away from that love we become, each one of us and then all of us as a whole, the more afraid we are And the more afraid we are, the more driven we feel to try and figure out personally what on earth I'm doing here. What you're doing here, what you came here for, is to find that love. To recognize it within your heart, to know that that's the essence of what you are, and to stand upon it, to place your life upon it and live by it, and recognize that that's what connects you to every other being on this planet. And when you see those who don't resonate with that and you don't feel that connection, you understand it's only because they don't know that love. And there is no judgment that we could possibly have for any poor soul who does not know the nature of love. And so, whether you find yourself sitting before the most saintly being on this planet, or the most profane, the only response that could possibly arise in you when you behold it, is love. And that compassion that arises for the plight of one who doesn't yet know it. So, yes, I put you, I've tasked you with looking into this tangled knot, this eye-making extravaganza that got us into a muddle. And it's quite frightful, the idea of letting it go. Until you start to recognize where you're going when you do. At that moment, you feel from your heart something pull you. Something pull you more strongly than all of that fear behind you. Something is pulling you. Somewhere you know your heart longs to be. And now that fear 
doesn't feel quite so insurmountable anymore. It's not all going to go away until that moment where you land categorically in that place where you absolutely know that love. But the flavour of it starting to come through, starting to thaw out a frozen heart is what gives you the courage to do what is hard to do. So maybe in our meditation we should start to bring this aspect in back into this idea of ourself and forget that from time to time. It is necessary to do this painful, arduous work of dismantling all these troublesome ideas of ourselves. But it is also necessary to have a glimpse of where we're going. So, if you've found yourself feeling afraid, yeah, it's because we've become so focused on ourselves and so confused about what on earth I'm supposed to do with all of this. And then the idea that I'm supposed to let that go, that's terrifying. It's all right. You know, it's all right to feel that. Everybody will feel that at some point in their life. Everyone will feel the fear of the idea that this life is going to end one day and everything I've spent my entire life trying to create won't mean anything anymore. Until we understand what lies behind it. Until we get to a place where we know it. In our own heart. So, remember, that stillness, in that stillness, when you touch it, recognize that the relief that starts to come upon you when you start to rest upon it is the relief that comes to your heart when it recognizes it's being given permission just be. And out of that comes first a sense of supreme gratitude, relief, and then that feeling of love. And after that, you won't need me to show you the way anymore, because that will teach you. That will always show you what you've got to do.